Good morning. Welcome to episode 86 of The Pastor and the Guy Next Door. This is the guy next door saying hello to the pastor. Good morning, Bill. How are you today, Pastor? I am well. I am well. Do you look very chipper? Well, thank you. First thing our fond listeners have to know is when do the whiskers come off the cheeks and the chin and underneath the nose? Quite so. Uh, Yet to be determined? Well, the exact time and day is yet to be determined, but at some point next weekend. Well, I tell you what, next week they're projecting 60 degrees and rain. That seems like a good time to uh, shave it off. Yeah, yeah. You hate to get it wet in the rain. Uh, I noticed that the snow has been decreasing quite rapidly. It has. I thought it was going to be around for forever, but uh, we've had some really sunny days, and any snow that's anywhere near anything that warms up uh, has has been melting really quickly. So everything near the house is melting, near the side uh, the sidewalks, the driveways, trees. All the trees have like a a wide ring around the base of them where the trees have warmed up and that's melted the snow. Fire hydrants, those things must warm up really nice. They're metal, so they, they warm up really exactly. nicely in the sunshine and then yes. they just, they radiate and so there's a there's a ring of grass around all of the, the fire hydrants. Uh, I bet this weekend, probably tomorrow, we'll see a lot of folks out walking around. Um, There'll be a lot of traffic on the streets. Dodging running water from the melting snow. <laughs> Probably. Yes. Uh, of course, now that means that we enter the, the freeze-thaw season where all of the, the snow melts and it gets the streets wet or wherever it, it gets to, and then it freezes again overnight. And then it cracks the... And it, it cracks sidewalks the, and, and streets roads, even more yeah. so. Yes. Not that there's a lot of Fountain Street left to crack. It, it, it's all cracked. It's, it's incredibly past due to be resurfaced. Well, from our block east, that is the old street. It's very narrow, parking on one side. From our block going west, it's not as bad. But, True. yes, that street does need resurfacing, it needs re-everything. But I believe when they do that, they need to make it wider. So we'll have sidewalk on one side of the street and not the other. Oh, it, It's all uh, state regulations. Okay, so if they touch it, they have to leave it compliant with state regulations, which means we have to have at least sidewalk on one side. Is that what you're... Yes, and I don't oh. think they want to touch it unless they get state and federal funding with that, and there are regulations with the state and federal funding. I, I don't see. think this is a historic district. Even some houses are really, really old. Mm. Well, I'm just glad I have a Jeep some days when I'm driving up and down that street. <laughs> I find alternate routes. Yeah, my, my wife does as well. I just drive up and down it because, you know, it's the closest thing I've got around here to go off-road. <laughs> well, I tell you, um, 
you know, with the spring coming around, the magnolia tree in our backyard has got green, um, what do you want to call them? They're not buds, it's where the, uh, uh, the blossom comes from. Okay. But, but they're only, they're probably you can three probably quarters. You just use the term shoots. Pardon me? You can probably just use the generic term shoots. Okay, we we'll use that. Are. It must be an English term. I don't know what they call them here. Anyway, they're a very thick casing, a shoot. And then it does grow to probably two inches or so. And then it cracks open, pops open, and the flower comes up. And they only last like four or five days and then it gets yes. cold and it'll freeze and you know we're going to get another freeze everybody we are we're probably going to get another couple of dumps of snow though hopefully not seriously deep you know i do know we in the past have had some seriously deep heavy wet snows and i'll wait for my kind neighbor to the west of me remove that yeah he, he's a nice guy he'll he'll do that in fact, Lisa and I were up in uh, Minnesota this last week, the week prior to this, and we bought some new snow shovels on sale at Fleet Farm. Ah. Yeah. I'm, be... I'm down to only one. My my favorite snow shovel died. It is no more. Uh-oh. just passed away. Well, I have one you can have if you want. <laughs> you can take your old cast-off snow shovel. Yeah, the, it's got a big bend in it. Do you uh, like those? Uh, not really. You know, I if you put it out there free on it, it'll probably be around for a while because it takes work to use it. When I had the store, I would always leave my snow shovel outside, knowing good and well nobody would steal it because if uh, you stole it, it's a tool. It, it takes work and effort. Yeah, there is that. We we leave our snow shovels outside of the church and. Nobody's ever taken. Well, they're afraid to steal from the church because lightning. Well, they ought to be. Well, yeah, lightning could come down and zap them. Next thing you know, they're vaporized. Yeah, or the pastor could catch them. Well, that would even be probably much more treacherous. Put a few judo moves on them. Maybe, although I like to tell people I'm a man of peace. But that doesn't mean I don't know how to be dangerous. Well, that's true. You you could just threaten them. Uh, I, I try not to threaten people. I, I more just kind of express my disappointment. Well, give them that mean eyebrow look. Oh, yeah. And that's, well, that's threatening to a lot of people. Oh, I suppose. <laughs> but I've never seen it from you. My, some of the, the kids on the school bus have seen it. Because I, I look, you've got that big student mirror over yes. there. Yes. Uh, the windshield, and I'll I'll see them, and I won't say a thing, and I'll just they'll catch my eye, or I'll catch their eye, and they'll just they'll slink back down into their seat and be good for a while. Hide. It's like you're playing peekaboo. Yeah, yeah, whack a mole. Yeah. Oh, and, and did you notice that Lisa has some of our lawn furniture out in the front? I think two chairs and a table. Yes, because she was sat outside when I. Came home yesterday, and so yeah, I, I, I did see that. Yeah, we haven't put anything out yet. She did that Wednesday, a couple days ago, because okay. I was printing. Printing with Phil. Phil came in, and he he said, "You really got all that done?" I says, "Yeah." He said, "I want a day off. If I'm going to be here, I would rather work seven hours than five hours and come back 
for two hours the next day. I just want the whole day off. So I uh, joked with him after I finished the project and I said, Phil, can I have tomorrow off? He says, you can have Friday off too. I said, oh, thank you, because we have to podcast. So today is going to be a day of, you know, drinking coffee this morning. Um, I made some ham and eggs for breakfast. And I will play with I should have come over earlier then. Well, you should have. You didn't tell me. Well, sometimes you just have to ask. I thought maybe you'd be, you were probably driving bus or you're at the depot. I was. Um, and there was, let me see, the good folks at the St. Joe's school where we, we do, even though they're technically not in the Dodgeville School District, we transport kids there and pick them up because um, we're nice apparently. Oh yeah. And uh, they they brought donuts over to the, the depot office, so so I had to stop in there for a donut. Well, there or, you go. Or two, <laughs> but or I didn't two. say that. No, 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 no. They're, no. Were they quality bakery donuts? I think so. They, they weren't. They weren't uh, gas station donuts. So they yeah, they're quality bakery donuts. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah it's. Uh, going to be a fine, fine weekend. I'm going to get up tomorrow and go out and take some pictures. I, I threatened to do it yesterday and today, but I woke up like 3.30 and couldn't go back to sleep. Then when I did wake up again, about an hour, about 4.30, I went back to sleep. Then it was 6.30. I thought, no, where I want to go is you have to go out and look for spots and yes. then go take them. And you know as well as I do, and we've talked about taking pictures before, but it's like fishing or hunting. To get that really nice picture. I may take 20 pictures. Mm-hmm. And I've showed you a few prior to our podcasting. I deleted probably 30 pictures. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to delete a few more. But I, I do need to, you know, I only want to hold on to the, the nice ones. And with the digital camera, you can instantly change the uh, ISO the shutter speed and the aperture, but I do everything manual. Mm. I don't like that automatic stuff. As somebody I, else I know. Yeah, yeah. Point uh, and take. <laughs> uh, I do occasionally tinker with with the settings. Um, not very often, though. Uh, I. You know, at the end of the day, I want to take pictures, and if the if the camera's smart enough to figure out what the settings should be, then yeah, let me concentrate on the composition and camera. You 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 figure it out, um, and that and that works for me. Uh, you know, although I'm somewhat geeky, possible understatement alert there. That is. You are an overachiever when it comes to being a geek. <laughs> I don't always like to tinker with everything. Uh, you know, when I was younger and I had a little bit more time, for instance, when I was getting started with uh, using Linux, I would tinker with all kinds of things. and I would set everything up manually and then it's like, you know, children come along and it's like uh, pastoring came along and I still want to use Linux, but I don't... I don't have time to tinker. I, if I, 
I have time to eat, either tinker or I have time to get stuff done. So I just switched over to Ubuntu and it, it all just works and I haven't tinkered, I haven't touched a, a configuration file in years and it just works. So I, I take the same approach now with, uh, with photography. As long as the camera figures it out. So it sounds like in a nutshell, life gets in the way. Yeah. Now, if I was that's if I was a retired I, I, guy and well, I had, see, and I had time good, to, to, and you took the thought right out of my mind, <laughs> that's why they created retirement. Yes. Yeah. Um, so when when I'm when I'm retired, uh, although in our organization, ministerial organization, uh, the day you retire and the day you keel over and they put you in a box are generally the same day. A lot of our ministers just don't retire. We just keep preaching because you know there's no heavy lifting. Well, sure, that's true. And, and there's always uh, people that need to be reminded of how to be good. Yes, and you know, the the ministers that have been preaching for a while, they're they're really good, and so you you don't want you don't want them to stop preaching because they're, uh, yeah, they're, I think. 40, 50 years of, of preaching and some of these guys, they're, they're hitting their stride and they're just bringing it. And, <laughs> you know, me with, uh, well, let me see, in July I'll have been pastoring 14 years. I still feel like such a, a new guy. <laughs> the new guy in the block yeah, after 14 years. Yeah, I'm just a new guy. Yeah, what do I know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's such a pleasure to listen to the 40, 50, 60 years of ministering and preaching guys. They're, they're just, they're amazing. Do they talk off the top? Um, off the cuff? Or do they write things down? My observation is it's generally a mix. They'll have a sermon outline, but then, you know, you, you can tell they're not following their outline real good because their outline will be on the pulpit and they're, they're walking around, still talking, and they're nowhere near their notes, and they're they're telling this story or giving you know explaining that uh, uh, aspect of, of uh, Christianity is like oh yeah these guys just they just know it cold. I mean the the notes are just in case they have a senior moment and forget where they're at, but, but they just yeah pretty much once they start talking they. They know what they want to say, and they're going to say it. See, I'm like that. I, I Give me some notes, and then I'll talk from there. But I need the notes to make sure I cover everything. Yes, and, that, and that's what I do pretty much with my 3x5 cards. So I preach off a 3x5 card. That's it. I used to uh, have much more notes. And then uh, the Lord said, "No, that's too much. That's too much notes. You you get a sheet of letter-sized paper. Well, you can still put a lot of notes on a sheet of letter-sized paper, especially if you're typing in." Well, how long of a sermon do you want, though? I mean, an eleven, an eight by well, eight I, and a half by eleven. That that's a lot of notes. It is. I used to preach forty, forty-five minutes, and then I switched to three by five cards. The Lord came along and said, "Okay, now you get a three by five card." And that's it. A three by five card. Sometimes I'll I'll put some notes on the back, but that's it. I get a three by five card. And you still do forty five minutes. No, I'm down to about thirty five is my average. Now. Okay, so and it's about thirty percent less than our podcast. 
<laughs> we have no notes for this. <laughs> well, when you explain it that way, yes. <laughs> no notes. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I, I do a lot of reading. I, I write a, a lot of stuff out when I'm researching my topic. I write it out and then... Uh, I condense all of that down to a 3x5 card and mostly just put the bullet points just like you so that I know, okay, I want to talk about this and I want to talk about that. And then I just talk about it. Um, and sometimes I'll forget something that I uh, had intended to say, but often I'll find myself saying something that I hadn't even thought of beforehand. Uh, you know, the anointing of the Lord hits and you... Uh, Suddenly, you, the, the whole sermon, you, you're, you're taking it in a, you know, not a completely different, but a, a slightly different direction. You're focusing more on, on this aspect versus that aspect. And um, my wife says it, it comes out well. Well, that's a good thing. Because uh, she, she always used to like it when I would get off my notes. Because even with lots of notes, sometimes I go, I'd get off my notes and go, I'm not even looking at my notes. I want to talk about this. Because you just feel led to talk about um, this instead of that. Um, well, of course, I do a lot more of that with just a 3 by 5 card. Yeah. Does she ever give you the, this hand signal, speed it up? <laughs> no. <laughs> or cut it off? <laughs> no, at least not yet. Not um, yet. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, although, okay, so inside baseball here. Uh, I Inside cricket, you mean? Well. In, or baseball. Well, this is... Yeah, to, but you're, with, you're, you're a Brit. Well, you this is true, but this about is about preaching, which is... Okay, yeah. baseball. Uh, so, I don't often look at my wife while I'm preaching. Ah. Because back when I first started, it always seemed like she was rolling her eyes or didn't, you know, would, would have some kind of strange look on her face. And so I just don't even look at her anymore. I just, I just, because sometimes I may let slip a small joke or a some kind of pop culture reference and it always seemed like uh, she would be either rolling her eyes or just some kind of I can't believe he did that sort of look on her face so I either need to stop doing that or stop looking at her so I stopped looking at her that, that's <laughs> so, like over the top of her because uh, yeah because <clears throat> I look at everybody else in the, the, the congregation I, I very rarely Look, look in my wife's direction. Well, you know, with all the water rushing down Fountain Street towards Iowa Street and down toward towards your church, you have spring cleanup um, organi organization or groups of people that you organize to help rake and windows and that kind of stuff. Or is that all on your shoulder? That's me. Wow. Yeah. So you know the maintenance guy, we, we, the we have, uh, the we have some ladies that, that uh, are on a rotation for cleaning inside the church. Yes. Everything else outside. Um, my wife will rake occasionally. She doesn't mind raking, but you know, like lawn mowing or, or moving stuff. That that's me. Well, I tell you, snow shoveling. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Spring cleaning around The glamorous here. side of pastoring. Is is you. Yes. Because okay. <laughs> I'm <clears throat> super glamorous like that. I see that, yeah. The uh, spring cleaning around here, I noticed a couple windows here need washing. So Lisa is the window washer. 
I'm the guy that helps put the screens in, but I do tend the landscaping. And it will be interesting to see what happens this year, especially with the flower arrangement along the fence. The garden, we're just going to do beans and potatoes. And I'm thinking maybe I'll do a diagonal row of beans, which will give us a couple extra plants. <clears throat> and mix it oh, up a little bit. And the potatoes on either side of it. Correct. Okay. Why not live a little? Live on the on the wild on the side. edge yes in you fact, could do a, you could do an x you could do two diagonals and then have the potatoes in the you know what i may just do that in the triangles so you could have four potato plants and two x's of beans yes lisa likes beans i think maybe i'll do that and glad, then when the beans are done plant some cilantro and if you notice behind you i am germinating some uh I saw Lavender. you brought it in, yes. Yes, well, they're germinating now. Mm -hmm. I guess I, I did talk about staffurizing them. Yes. Okay, well, that project is done. Now they're in the little pods of crushed coconut shells. Okay. And they don't need a lot of water. I've been doing my studying on University of Pinterest and the University of YouTube. Ah, is that like a double major if you study on both? No, just two universities. Right, okay. Horticulturals. So two, two separate certificates. Do you get a certificate? Uh, I don't think they, they sent me one yet, but uh, I have to wait to print it out. In fact, I do have to print out my fishing license. That's another whole deal. Not that I'm going out to catch fish for supper. I just go out to drink coffee and watch the deer come out of the hills into the creeks and the lakes and such. But anyway... Uh, with the lavender, lavender vera, they, it's like a 75% germination rate. And those I are the people that I believe you mentioned that last that. time, yep. But I don't know how to do it, so it may be quite a bit less for me. You want to warm up? Yes, a little more coffee, please. Not that I haven't had enough coffee, caffeine since, what, three hours ago. Perfect. Thank you. So we'll see how that goes. Once they germinate, I will put them in the garage underneath the lights, the grow lights. Yep. Wow, there. I, I, did you notice I got you the extra big mug? I appreciate that. I think that. that's the three cup size. Is that, is that to match my extra large mouth? <laughs> if you <laughs> deem it that way, yeah. I mean, yeah, you are the pastor with a with a small note card and that preaches over the top of his wife so he doesn't have to look at her or roll her eyes. It's a good thing Shauna doesn't listen to this. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, she, she's very supportive in, in every other way, but it did take her... She's she's much better now, but, uh, but the habit still sticks that I don't look at her. Um, and, and every so often she'll, she'll say that she she really liked us. But your congregation hasn't shrunk. Uh, not for a while, anyway. Okay, well, then you must be doing something right. <laughs> nobody nobody has run screaming from the building. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Hey, you take your wins wherever you can get them. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, talk about spring cleaning. You know, I have to see what kind of flowers come up, and if they come up, that's always fun. And it'll be a good thing if I have to remove some. 
because there'll be too if need, many. If you need to thin them out. Yes, yes, that, that's true. Um, yeah, what spring cleaning things have I got? Uh, oh, bark, that's another big deal. Oh, mulching? Mulching, yes. I'll probably I, have to get three square yards this year. Just to keep, you know, it's amazing. I think, I think we mulched last year. I don't know if Shauna does mulch every year. I think she does it every other. I think we're in the practice of doing it every year since we've we put it around the big Christmas tree in front of the house. Oh, that, did, that probably used up a good good amount. That, and then along the house, it just makes everything look a little bit sharper and newer and nicer. It does. Um, and we have a little landscaping to finish up the edge of the driveway with. That's true. Are you doing that, or? Well, we're going to do uh, find out what it's going to take. Okay. It may need some rocks if it's too severe of a slope. I see. Yep. Um, yeah. That's well, yet. At, to at be some point, I'll have to start on the on the siding on the house. Uh, I know. To, every spring, I uh, sweep out the the garage because of all of the the grit and. Junk that falls off of the the, the Durango. The salt, and and yeah, that the mix that they throw on the streets. Yeah, so that will need sweeping out. And I was I was just looking at the floor of the garage a couple of days ago. Going, that's going to be a job to sweep out this year. <laughs> yeah, I I do it a couple times. I did it uh, yesterday before I pulled the van in, otherwise known as Grandpa's truck, cracked windshield and all. And that was a deal, too. I don't know how that windshield got cracked. Uh, I made the mistake. It was a hot day, and I left all the windows up. So it got really hot on the inside, and I think it just expanded and mm. popped it. And you know what? I don't care. It needs new tires, but when I get tires, I'll probably get used ones. I don't take it very far. True. True. Um. Oh, speaking of vehicles... Uh, There's a big pause here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. You can probably hear the, the cogs turning. Anyway, one day they this week... They need some oil. Oh, yeah, they do. Uh, one one day this week, I had, it was warm enough. I think it was Wednesday. I Yes, it was Wednesday. So after route, it's early release, so I get back. It's still nice and sunny. I put the top back on the Jeep. It's like, you know, it's it's nice. The rag tap? Yeah. So it was it was, it was over 40 degrees. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I just put the, the top back, wound the window down, and, and drove home. <laughs> you know, this time of year is just great because we're we're starting to shed the heavy coats for the lighter ones. Yes. It's, I didn't even you know, wear a coat over today. I just I came over my hoodie. No, the heavy hoodie, but still. It's a hoodie. Um, you know, you'll see kids walking up and down the street, T-shirts and shorts on. And then winter will come back and surprise us at the end of March into April with a snowstorm or cold weather. It seems like there's always that rainy two-week, three-week period where the wind from the north meets the wind from the south, and it just keeps on going around the Great Lakes. It picks up moisture over Lake Michigan, Lake Superior, and then comes down the Mississippi River Valley and drops it on us. And it does this for a couple weeks until the southerly winds push out the nasty north cold winds. Yes. And it does it, 
slightly different times every year, but it basically does it every year, and it seems to catch everybody by surprise. And I'm always left kind of scratching my head going, why are you surprised? It does this every year. Yeah, it's like Christmas. comes we'll, around every year. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have a, a very rainy period. We'll have a week or two of extreme cold, which we had a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, it's not fun, but you, you bundle up as warm as you can, and you, you get through it because you know it's only going to be a week or two. Uh, and then, then you get back to regular winter, and then you'll have little warming spells like we've got now. I think it's supposed to be nearly 60 in the next couple of days. It's going to be 60 Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week, but I think Thursday, Friday, it's going to rain. Right. But how do they know a week out? Well, they have computer models, but their computer models aren't as aren't always as accurate. And they, they, the models get more accurate as you get there. So anytime anyone says, oh, next week it's supposed to do... You know this or that. I'm like, we'll see. <laughs> see, a weatherman and baseball players are the only people that can be correct less than half the time. Where a baseball player, if he hits the ball of less than a third of the time, and a weatherman, if he's correct at least half the time, they still retain their jobs. Right. Uh, IT project managers as well. They're not right very often. Oh, project <laughs> managers. All right. Project yeah. managers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to get things done. <laughs> yeah, so, which is fine, except they're not actually doing any of the getting things done. They're, they're telling people, go and do this, and it needs to be done by this date. That's right. Not Man that, not that I'm bitter. skills. Not that I'm bitter. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Yeah. I understand. I, I'm not bitter. I'm no. whatever comes after bitter. That's why you don't do it anymore. <laughs> not if I can help it. Do you ever have to have a... a, a Five by seven card on how not to be bitter uh, on Sunday mornings. Oh, uh, I I could probably write a an advanced master class on on trying not to be bitter. You know what? I think we all could. It's like the word normal. They everybody saying, "Oh, we can't wait to get back to a normal life." So you know, we get our vaccinations, and I have had one vaccination, and in uh, two weeks I get my second. Was it two or yeah. three? The nineteenth. It's on my phone. But anyway, then I will be... That's about two weeks. Done. Done with it. Yeah, it'll be two weeks. But they say that you'll... The second dose, you'll be a little bit sicker. And we do, do want to try to get to Michigan that that week for a couple days. So hopefully I won't have too much of a reaction. Oh, I hope not. Saturday, I'm just... Well, after I get my shot... I think I had mentioned earlier that I did work for four hours, and then I did the kettlebell, and then it got onto the elliptical machine, which got the heart pumping, and got, I thought, you know what, if I'm going to get this vaccine, and let's get it through the system fast. <laughs> well, I paid for it the next day. <clears throat> yeah. So I think maybe I'll take it easy. That, that's a day for a little gentle reading, perhaps. Yeah. 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 And that, a nap. That or studying the the fret frets on my uh, ukulele. Yes. Are you? How close are you to being ready to play something for us? You know, I don't know if I will be ever that ready. I like you know. <laughs> this is, always gets me, sign pastor, <laughs> that people say, "Oh, I can play the ukulele because I can play a song." Well, a song is maybe. A G string, which is one finger on one fret, 
and four, three open chords, and then you go to two fingers on two frets, and then three fingers on three. And now I can play the ukulele. No, you're beginning to learn. Nobody ever really knows how to do something. You are continuously learning, as we talked about with your preaching. We have you're continuously learn. You're doing things right. You should be continuously learning. Right. That's why I say I don't know how to do anything yet. Like my photography, I am continuously learning. Yes, and I think that's a great way to um, to view everything in life. Uh, one, what should always be trying to get better. I, I tell I tell my congregation you don't have to be perfect, but try to be better than you were yesterday or last week or last month or last year or you know, ten years ago. Uh, because if you're if you're getting better, then you're doing something right. Well, yeah, and then you're understanding more and you're opening up your mind a little bit. Oh, we're getting pretty deep here. What's this all about? You know, sometimes you just gotta let it out. And we don't have a fire pit. But did you notice, I noticed, I was out in the back, and I can see the top ring of the bricks of the fire pit. Oh, okay. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't looked to see. Um, I noticed our um, small wall that we have, retaining wall in the backyard, must have got really warm with all that sunshine, because like six to eight feet of grass is now showing in front of the wall, where it must have got really warm and then radiated all that heat. Yeah, and melted all that snow away. So the the snow in the shadow of our of our house, because that side faces north. That's gonna ours. that's gonna oh, right. That's gonna take a while to go. But yeah, we have grass showing now in in front of that retaining wall. So so I hadn't looked over to see the the fire pit yet. That would be good to get that one. Do you think maybe early April we might be ready to? Well, I, you know, I, I spoke really... Have uh, our first conflagration of the season? Yeah, well, we have to wait until the snow gets off the, the wood pile. Yeah, <laughs> well, I forgot about you, that. You, you're going to be picky. <laughs> All right, I could go down to Quick Trip and buy a little bundle for $6, but I don't think so. Yeah. Well, you know, with enough kerosene, it doesn't matter how wet that I do is. have a whole, uh, what is that, like a two or three gallon thing of kerosene. <laughs> Start the snow on fire. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just burn everything. We don't care. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll just do it right, drive around town, and if anybody has any uh, any old lumber that they're getting rid of, I'll fire up the, you know, throw it in Grandpa's truck and bring it home and throw it in the fire pit. Cut it up, throw it in the fire pit. You need a special drying rack for the wood so that we can get it ready. Yeah, well, you know, once in a while I will, you know, put it around the fire pit. <laughs> and it'll dry out. They already use a lot of kerosene. And I think I'm going to have to have the trees trimmed, trimmed this year because they're coming over on the house, going on the house, and I don't know. Okay. Don't want the leaves touching the roof. We've been invaded. Hello, Kelsey. Hi, how are you? <laughs> that was daughter Kelsey. Expecting on April, March, or excuse me, uh, she's expecting May 23rd, so we'll have another reason to be retired. That'll be the, the fourth. And next weekend we see two of them. 
Excellent. Lily turns seven. Wow. <coughs> Excuse me. How could Lily be seven already? I don't know. Don't know. Gracious me. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it was all that long ago that she was two when we were down in Dubuque running around on this weekend when it was it was absolutely beautiful. We were walking around in spring jackets and short sleeve shirts. Yeah, that happens sometimes in the spring. Uh, I was looking was looking back through some pictures and a couple of years ago I had a picture from February in the Jeep, the top back and it was eighty degrees. Yep, I can see it. Um, then it got real cold again in in the following March, but it it happens occasionally. Well, last May, I do recall about a, a five to six day period when we were covering up plants. And I'm not going to do that this year. We're going to wait. We'll go buy our plants. Keep them in the... The garage, and how do you say it? How do you enunciate it? You mean the garage? The garage. Kind of like carriage, no. In the garage. <laughs> until we know it's safe to put them outside. Uh, As, in fact, I do have to water plants and fertilize them today. I can't remember what my wife's rule is, but there's a certain point after which she will go and buy plants. She won't buy them before that. But if you don't buy them before Mother's Day, then they're all gone. Not that we have to buy, I have to buy a basil plant, and Lisa's got to buy some petunias, and this and that, and the other thing, and she's got a whole list. <laughs> and then I have a list where I buy a king tut, which is a umbrella plant, mm. and then uh, some potato leafy vine things I put in the back. Okay. But this year, we're going to, like I said, switch up the garden, and that's, that X idea is really good. I think I'll do that. Tomato plants. You're, you're welcome. You bet. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, it'll just be a my, little. My bit thumbs different. are turning green as as we sit here. No. Uh, uh, yeah, don't don't pat yourself too much on the back. You know what happens when you pat yourself on the back? You, you, you fall forward. You you break your you, nose. You sometimes. Then you get bloody. Uh, sprain your shoulder. So uh, my shoulders are still grizzling at me from the uh, kettlebell X. There's one where. You have it directly in front of you. You're holding on to the bell. Maybe. Right. You put it about. You straighten your arms and put it directly above your head. And my, my shoulders are not enjoying that exercise. But I figure I'm good. As long as there's no shooting pains, I'm going to keep doing it and toughen those little rascals up. <laughs> Come on. Quit Just whining. make sure you don't Tough drop up. it on your head. Then we'd have that, to cancel our podcast. That thought did go through my mind. Thankfully, the kettlebell didn't go through my mind, but the thought did. Yes. The thought of the kettlebell. Although, I, my head's probably tough enough. It would bounce off. It's a tough geezer. Yeah. Yeah, pretty soon we'll see houses going up for sale. Spring is always a good time to put your house up for sale. Yes. People are thinking about... Uh, Spring if, and fall, that's what I've heard. Right. Because people, if they relocate, they want to get their kids through a school year before they uproot them, and they have to leave their friends and their life and then go somewhere else. You know, I don't, that's a tough thing to do. You know, I had never gone through it, and I have never put my kids through it. But, uh, I'm, you know, there's a lot of people that they don't think twice about uprooting children from their friends and their their life. But I guess kids adapt very easily. Uh, 
kids can handle all kinds of things as long as they know they're loved. True. Uh, so moving from A to B, as long as they're loved, they'll 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 handle it. Yeah. Um, with my father having been in the the British Royal Navy um, until about my he he was he was out just before I got to my teens. So what what they call that tweens or something like that. Middle uh, school age. Yes. So prior to that, of course, military, they don't care. They'll just move you. Yeah. So we moved all over the place. And I, I have no um, long-term friends from prior to basically high school. So it's not your personality you're saying. it was. That's my, yeah. The that's your excuse. excuse I've come up with over the years all to right. explain why nobody likes So me. how many places have you lived in? Um, I don't know. Probably a dozen. Any exotic places? Uh, well, uh, I was born in Singapore. Well, there you go. Then uh, I have lived in Cornwall, which is the best part of, of England. Although my father's from the Cotswolds, and I loved visiting the Cotswolds every time we went up to see family there. So uh, we got my my parents are very good. They they took us um, around a, a lot of parts of England, uh, some parts of Wales. Uh, never made it up to Scotland as a family, but uh, I did get to go and visit Scotland. So we we'd been over to East Anglia and uh, the South Coast and um, around. Stratford upon Avon kind of area, the, the the Shakespeare part of the country, and so we we've been to lots of, of really interesting places in in England. So it was lovely to, to see a lot of the country. And then after I left home, I still you know uh, whenever possible, if there was an excuse to go somewhere, <laughs> go somewhere. Uh, including one time I went up through Scotland up to the Orkney Isles. Uh, they were very beautiful in a bleak uh, and rainy and windy kind of way. <laughs> you know, uh, anytime I think you go to a different terrain, the first time you see, oh, this is really cool. But, yeah, let's face it, if you have to grow turnips up there, it's not going to work. <laughs> you know, like Norway, everybody says, oh, it's such a beautiful country. Yeah, but it's all rocky, and you know all you can do up there is, in Norway is fish. Uh, that that's a big part of their diet. Yes, um, I think there's there's a few areas near the coast that are reasonable for for farming, but yeah, the rest of it, no, it's it's permafrost and rocks. Well, it's like Mexico. What do you do down there? Well. Besides all the illegal things, it's tourism. Yeah, or you grow cactus and make tequila. Yeah, and that can be illegal too. Oh, well, I depending suppose. on the age oh, okay. of the person I, drinking it. I tried tequila once, and it's like, why does anyone get excited about this? So that was well. You need to mix it with in margaritas a lot. You know, with mixes only a little bit in like limes, and some people like strawberry. I like the lime type. But there's only a little bit of it, not 
Straight. a glass and you, you don't drink yeah. it like water. So, no, well, I don't drink alcohol at all now, but, but back when I did, I was very much of, I only want to drink something where I actually like the flavor. If you have to add mixers and stuff in order to make it palatable, I'll pass on that, thank you. But you know what, when you're sitting on a deck in the summer and watching the sun go down, a little tequila makes the entire aggressive part of the day vanish. I find for me a cup of tea has a, pretty much the same effect. Well, you're kind of a, you're a pastor, you guys. <laughs> and British. Yeah, a Brit. Yes, British pastor. So a, a cup of tea, well, I mean, think about it. The biggest empire in the history of the world was forged by people that drink tea. <laughs> did the last though, did it? Uh, it depends on how picky you want to be about definitions. If you view the Commonwealth of Nations as kind of the the, the, the kinder, gentler rebranding of the British Empire, then it's, it still exists. Oh. Or the Anglosphere, as some people call it now. The Anglosphere? Yes. All right. I don't have any rebuttal to that, so I'll just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's in Wikipedia. Oh, it, well, yeah. If you, you know if how you, much I look at Wikipedia? A, oh, apparently not enough. <laughs> not at all. Well, <laughs> Maybe I should. Point, point taken, then, yes. The, I'm retired. A, no, I get all types of There's a Wikipedia page on uh, the si you know, all about the, the sizes of different world empires. And the British Empire's was slash is the largest empire and it was seven times larger than the Roman Empire at its peak. Okay. But we just, just had to get that in there because yeah. God bless the Queen. God bless the Queen. Hey, how's the Prince doing? He's like 99 years old and in the hospital or something? Uh, I heard that he was in the hospital. He's, uh, yeah, he's quite old. Um, well, the queen isn't that, far behind. No, they, they're they uh, definitely got some longevity genes. Now, do you think Charles is a little upset that he never did, is going to be king? Or doesn't uh, he care? He's probably over it now. You know, I don't know. Uh, well, he's, I mean, if he's still alive, so it could happen. But uh, his, his mom, Queen Elizabeth, doesn't seem to be in any hurry to keel over and die. So No. And that's okay. We like, we like Elizabeth. God save the queen. Boy, she's been there what seventy years. Oh yeah, I don't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> been a long time. Uh, I remember celebrating the silver jubilee of the reign of Queen Elizabeth back when I was a lad. So I would have been in my early teens, maybe just prior to that. So, so that would be 40 years ago. So 25 plus 40. That's 65. Um, so somewhere in that region, yes. Well, Queen, you know what? She's Queen Elizabeth has, has been doing the, the ruling thing for a while. And you know what? 
she's probably the longest ruler of England. I without think... cutting anybody's head off. Oh well, okay. If you're, gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna add that in, then absolutely. There's always an um, amendment. <laughs> there has to be an asterisk. Uh, Queen, I think. I think she's now surpassed Queen Victoria's total. Oh reign. yeah, she was the one I was thinking about. Yeah. Do you know that she's responsible for putting buttons on suit coats? I did not know that. Well, she was inspecting the Royal British Navy. I think your father probably knows this. And, well, at this time, they had the tall ships. Mm -hmm. And the guys up in the crow's nest, if they were even a nest or they were just a platform or they were maybe just a bar that they stood on, with all the wind coming in from the salty sea, they'd make their nose run. Well, you're not going to have a Kleenex in your pocket. So, and the, when they're holding on... Who needs their, a Kleenex if you've got sleeves? Well, that's the thing. That's where I'm getting to. <laughs> and you're holding on for dear life, and the only thing you can do when your head is next to the pole and your arm is next to the... around the pole, inches from your nose, you're going to wipe your nose on your sleeve. So she was... They were having an inspection, and all these Royal British Navy guys were standing there, and they had snot on their knee... on their sleeves. So she instructed buttons be put down from the elbow all the way down to the cuff. To uh, discourage them from this. Yes. And it evolved by putting the buttons on the other side, the bottom side, instead of the top side, where the Kleenex was. <laughs> and now it, there's like, it could either be four to two buttons. And in yes. some cases, one, if they were tuxedos and you had to lengthen and shorten the sleeves. Because then you had to take the button off. And then I think tuxedos went without buttons, so you didn't have to fiddle with that. I see, because most people rent their tuxedos. That's right, and everybody has different so those, those sleeves. Those sleeve lengths are going up and down like a trombone slide. And back in the day when I was there, I was very particular about that. Very good, then. I had not heard that story. It's true. And um, this Mr. Chapel, if you find out different, email Simon because I won't answer my email. <laughs> well, I think I gave him your super secret email. Oh, the, the new one? Yeah, I, oh, I, boy. I gave him that. Well, yeah, then you can email he's, me. He's not been, you know, he's, he's very nice. He, he apparently hasn't been bothering you too much. Not at all. In fact, please correct me. <laughs> oh, he he has no qualms about correcting me. So well, yeah. Now that you've now that you've given him permission, he'll, nor does he'll Shana. You. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's there's lots of interesting stories from the Royal Navy. Um, have you heard the term press gang? Press gang? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, so back in the day. The, now we're talking 1800s? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, back in the day, it was difficult to get people to sign up to join the Navy because most people couldn't swim. And so who wants to be out on a ship that might sink if you can't swim? And let's face it, you want a nice meal. And on ships, if you're out there for six months, you're not going to get a nice meal. Uh, no, no, the, the catering definitely uh, gets worse the longer you're out, out away from the shore, yes. Um but so what they what they would do they would have these press gangs who would 
go around the establishments of ill repute, shall we say. Okay. Uh, where uh, people would hang out and they would find the drunk ones and they would, with the permission of the crown, yeah. uh, they would snag anyone that they thought looked homeless and drunk and that person would uh, wake up on a ship after it, and the, the ship would leave port early so that before any of the, the press gang and the, these people these people are called the press gang uh, and so if you're press ganged you are forced to do something against your will so yes these, these poor drunk allegedly homeless people would wake up on the ship out at sea and congratulations you're in the navy now oh Queen Victoria must have okayed that um quite possibly or at least didn't tell them to stop <laughs> maybe she didn't know about it um <clears throat> she probably didn't know about it and there's uh yeah dad you'll have to uh, you'll have to send some more information on that because I think uh, I'm to that there's the fact that uh, you could be press ganged into the Navy had certain other effects I can't remember what they are um, I do know that the Navy salute is different than the other armed forces salute in England. So the other armed forces, they salute with the palm out. In the Navy, you salute with the palm down because with all the ropes and stuff and tar and things, your hands are usually absolutely filthy, dirty, and so they salute you with the hand down as opposed to palm out. Um, so that was something. And then the, I think I told you before that the British Royal Navy is a senior service in the British military, so... The oldest service? It, well, I don't know if it's the oldest, but it's the senior service, so uh, two you know, equivalent uh, command officers, if they're exactly equivalent rank, so an admiral and a general, the admiral would out... Oh, that's what you mean. Would outrank okay, the, right. the general just because navies has the priority so two equivalent uh the generals aren't going to get anywhere without the navy well there is that and when you live on an island a navy is really useful yes it is <laughs> it is a deep sea blue or deep or blue sea navy like england had yes very very important well i think we should maybe wind this down since we filled oh i just got going of, yeah well <laughs> coffee ran out folks. yeah Oh, oh, well, yeah, coffee's gone, so we better. And I have to get to my ukulele lesson here through the University of YouTube. Which you're not going to let us record? No. Okay. Not this, not this <laughs> session. Maybe when we're sitting around the campfire. No, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you're going to take requests, because I'm waiting for Ace of Spades by Motorhead on a ukulele. I think that would just be awesome. Oh, that, that, that'll be my first, first one. Okay. Or really anything. We'll forget I, hot cross buns. Yeah, yeah, skip uh, all I did, I, you know, I used that was the first song I learned how to play when I played the cello in seventh grade. I see. Hot cross buns. I don't even know that one. Dot, dot, dot. It's like, 
uh, I can't even remember what chord it was on. Maybe the, the G chord or the A chord. So it would be B, C, D, B, C, D, B, 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 C, 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 B, C, D. Well, all right then. There you go. I, I feel illuminated just having heard that. Maybe it was maybe it was C sharp, B C oh, sharp. Oh, I, I can't I can't handle that much excitement. Yeah, it's all it's all different. But you, did you know that C sharp and D flat are the same note? I did not know that. But you can't put C and C sharp together. Oh, it's C and D flat. I see. Everything is flat if you drop a big enough weight on it. Well, if you don't put air in the tires, they're flat too. Yeah, that happens. And that's not a good thing. Well, fans, thank you very much for listening to the pastor and I. The pastor will close us out. I will. I will. <laughs> of course. Dear listener, thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you with us. And uh, we wish you a great day. Have a great week. And we'll see you again next time. With that, we are out. Thank you.